0: Hi, my name is James Ramos. I'm a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. While my core business and expertise is construction and development, I own several businesses in two other arenas, real estate, including sales, finance, and insurance, and construction product companies like cabinetry, flooring, an interior design firm that creates jaw-dropping impressions when someone walks through the door. These three areas allow me to be a better builder and solely focused on luxury homes valued at over $1 million. We service every facet along the residential home journey. Buy, sell, design, build, finance, furnish, and maintain. I have won 10 National Aurora Awards for standout kitchen and bath design and build projects. And the Ramos family name is synonymous with thousands of successful residential and commercial construction projects in the Southeast United States since 1956. Let Ramos Design Build help you with the home of your dreams today. Call 813-259-1111 or go to RamosDesignBuild.com. Let me help you make your dream a reality. The real estate market is open. Ramos Design Build is Tampa Bay's premier construction company. This is a program where the real estate experts are live. Whether buying, selling, building, or designing, Ramos has the answers. Now, here's the area's best resource for all things real estate. James Ramos. Welcome to a new edition of the Move With Me radio show. My name is James Ramos. I'm here with two of my friends and business
1: associates. Stephanie Stein she's with Ramos Marble and Granite and Angela Holloway she's with Golf Talon Cabinetry welcome ladies
2: thank, thank you. you good morning
1: so we're here we're going to talk about kitchen and bath and I think you guys have quite a bit of experience in it um, we were just talking about how many years y'all have been in the industry Angela, we'll start with you first. So, Golf Talent Cabinetry, let me talk a little bit about that first. So, it was founded by Frank Garcia in 1960, so you're working for a business that's over 58 years of lineage in the Tampa Bay community. You guys have your main location in Tampa, and you have just as big locations in Largo, Manatee, Sarasota, and Fort Myers. So, that's a pretty fantastic um, organization that you've worked with. I know the Garcias know quite a bit of people in Tampa, so that's that's probably mm-hmm. some nice tailwinds for you. But it has grown to be one of Tampa's largest and most experienced supplier of ceramic towel, glass towel, porcelain, and natural stone products. Um, Its flagship location is in West Tampa on Columbus Drive. Um, Golf Towel has not only expanded its number of stores to cover their entire Bay Area, but they also have product lines that include cabinetry, which is what you're responsible for, to name a number of things, which we'll get to. Um, Wood flooring luxury vinyl mosaics, brick pavers, specialty towels, tools, and much more. So welcome, Angela. Well, thank you. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what you do.
3: I'm actually the uh, lead coordinator for the cabinet program. I manage uh, the designers that are within our company. We have uh, designers at each of our locations except for the Fort Myers. I also manage our install program as well. I work with our installers hand on hand and we go out and we ensure that our installs run smoothly and as quickly as possible so we can get our homeowners in their homes and living back to normal life as quickly as possible.
1: You know, I've talked about kitchens and baths. You know, let's sp- speak specifically about kitchens. It's such the mo- it's the most intimate part of the home and there's when when I say intimate what it means is is that, you know, it's typically whether the husband or the wife is driving it, it's always not a decision until they get both corralled. So it's not like one can just run with it, you know, because there's obviously design selections and price, you know, that you have to balance. What's great about it is it's the, it's sort of the epicenter of the home. It's where you can illustrate the fit and finish, whether you're a builder, an architect or designer, and it's typically the most expensive area of the house, um, which is, which creates that intimacy and also a lot of anxiety and excitement and things like that. So when somebody comes um, to you, they're either renovating or coming to you with a ground up construction.
3: Correct. They're usually coming in to renovate, remodel their home because they've lived in the home. They're empty nesters now. Their children have gone to college, what have you. Uh, We also have the new constructions that come in, but then unfortunately we also have the ones that come in and they've had flooding or some type of damage, right, right. fire damage, or what have you, um, they all come in and looking to invest in that part of their home because it is a true investment.
1: Yeah. I grew up with, with a family of five. I was the fifth brother. And I remember my dad was in construction, as you guys know, and uh, my mom had wanted a new kitchen for years. And then there was like a grease fire. And my brothers and I always joked around. We we're like, "Mom, did you cause that grease fire?" <laughs> so my dad <laughs> finally was forced to renovate the kitchen. Right, right. Um, and uh, so anyway, so so that's interesting. So it's not just about you know ground up construction, but it's about renovations. Mm-hmm. It's about you know when there's when there's a, you know immediate need um, like a house fire or you know restoration water with, a, with the with hurricanes and things that go on. So when you when when you bring somebody in. You know from the design process like what are the steps I mean are you trying to get a budget out of them or are you just listening
3: usually what we do is we start off with an idea everyone has some type of idea when they first come in and we go off of their ideas and not everyone knows how to shop for a kitchen so we also try to teach the consumer the homeowner how to buy a kitchen Because you can walk into any place and it can be very overwhelming. What drives the price of cabinets? And we try to show the difference in what drives the pricing in cabinets and countertops. And we try to make uh, their dream of a kitchen, their investment come true. We try to teach the client the difference in the qualities of the cabinets, the cabinet lines, the door styles, the different wood species. Painted wood right now. The white cabinets—that uh, is the hottest trend right now. Everybody wants painted white wood mm-hmm. cabinets yeah. or painted gray cabinets. I
1: wonder when those uh, are going to go out of style, right? You know, th- we're going to not- be walking in those homes in like ten years and say, "Oh my God, another home with white painted cabinets." Well, <laughs>
3: you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I'll tell you, I've been—I've had a situation where I was removing gray cabinets out of a client's home from the '90s. And at the same time, installing gray cabinets today (laughs) at the same exact moment. So it's funny because people are like, oh, I don't want anything trendy. But as a designer and being in the business for 19 years, it's I actually have been taking out stuff that other people want. So it's, you know, when people say, oh, like, I don't want it to be trendy. What's trendy? You know, it's what's trendy is maybe those high gloss reds that only, you know, that only appealed to a certain buyer, but white cabinets appealed to pretty much everybody.
1: I mean, in the past, it was a long time ago, it was the oak, you know, mm-hmm. the oak, natural oak cabinets. And then now you look at them and you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. Right. And then it turned to the pickle. Remember the pickled? Mm-hmm. My parents, that was in the when my mom burnt our house down. That was back in like 1980 or so. And my dad did these pickled cabinets and um, that looked nice. You know, now it's like white and gray and mm-hmm. it was like this green pickled thing and then it, it was like a mausoleum because he's you know he was in the granite business so he had like you know stone everywhere you know oh, yeah. it was like a you know you needed like a pulpit there to you know <laughs> conduct church or look like sacred Heart <laughs> church in there. but uh, pretty interesting stuff so so here's my question for you so the dreaded you know answer when you ask you're like what is your budget and they're like oh i don't have a budget like I most, mean, have you got those?
3: Yes. Most consumers don't like to tell you their budget and their number one. I mean, one.
1: they kind of feel like you're going to yeah. get the extra money and right. like, oh, oh, it's oh, the extra two thousand. So I'm going to make another two thousand dollars on you. It's, it's so weird. It's right. just like, what's the budget? And I don't have a budget. Like, everybody's got a budget.
3: Everyone has you know? a budget. You don't go buying. A yeah. ca- you don't go buy a car and go look at a Land Rover with a Kia price yeah. tag. You know, I, that just doesn't happen. Same thing in cabinets.
1: I do
0: on the web all um, the time. I yeah, look at yeah. cars that I can't afford.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's dreaming. That's window shopping. But when you're shopping for a kitchen, when we have consumers come in and they don't want to tell us their price, I understand and respect it because most of them, the number one reason they don't want to tell us their price is because, well, you're going to go and take it to the max. But actually that price can uh, guide you on which cabinet line fits your budget. You know, you go into shopping for a vehicle with a budget, same thing with the kitchen. But if a designer does not have your budget to guide them... We can sell you, if you want to keep your kitchen at $20,000, you're going to get a sticker shock if you don't give me a budget and I put your kitchen at a $100,000, you know, so if I don't have a guidance or any of the designers have a guidance, then we don't know how to direct you to the cabinet that fits your, your budget.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's different about the car business and our businesses is that, you know, typically if you go to the Mercedes Benz dealership, I mean, you know that there's a range of those cars and and it's obviously not the Toyota dealership and in other cars, you know, the Chevy dealership. So when they come to us and you're giving guidance, it's so important to have a budget or at least have a range Mm -hmm. and, and not to feel like, you know, the designer like you are going to take advantage of, of what they say, because there are, I mean, people come to golf and cabinetry, you know, not because of the lineage it's, it's because of the, you know, the vast variety And the fact that, you know, it's an expensive item, whether it's, you know, flooring or whether it's cabinetry, but it's all the, you know, the jewelry of the home and the fact that you guys have been around a long time and, you know, you're going to do best by, you know, someone's, you know, someone's money. So it's so important, the consumers out there, I want to say it's so important to have that budget to be able to go to the designer and to say, Hey, you know, this is the range that I'm thinking. And, you know, I want you to guide us into the best direction.
2: Correct. Do you yeah. think at some point people just don't even know what to expect? If you've had that same kitchen for 20 years. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think, how do you even know I think where some to people, begin? Yes, definitely.
1: I, I agree. I think some people truly don't know their budget. You know, so, you know, at first when I, I would, I would just jump to, on them like, come on, you got a budget. But but yeah. it's really it's it's the fact that a lot of people don't know. And then you have this influx of all the TV shows the shows are like you know, whole house renovations for like seventy thousand you're, dollars. You're, you're and scratching done in your two head.
3: weeks. Oh yes, is awesome. done in two weeks. The unrealistic uh, reality show. Right.
1: Yeah. So you go. You a know, really it goes high. like this. So, so the guy walks through the house, and the client wants this amazing renovation, and they're like, "Hey, come over to the office, and I'll show you what we put together." And then it goes to commercial break, and then they come to the office, and they have this amazing like presentation, which probably costs like thirty thousand dollars just for the. <laughs> animation mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff is popping up on the computer i'm like god guys why can't we do this in our office they're like looking at me like they're you know their eyes are going cross-eyed but so anyway we're gonna we're gonna stop for a break but i wanted to tell you thank you guys for coming uh, we're going to come back and speak more about kitchen and bath. I'm here with Angela Holloway from Golf and Cabinetry and Stephanie Stein from Ramos Marble and Granite. This is James Ramos on the Move With Me radio show. You can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at JRTPA. We're back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show speaking with Angela Holloway from Golf and Cabinetry. So we spoke about, you know, how you take on clients as far as, you know, first starting with, with the idea session and potentially bringing some inspirational photos. Your explanation of how to buy a kitchen was, is so important because I don't think people understand, you know, the difference between, I guess they do understand, but until they, you tell them, you know, how it impacts the pricing. But you know, the different cabinet brands and how they're built, where they come from, um, which is important to some people. So some people may not want to buy things that are outside the U.S. door styles and and, um, and wood species and things, whether painted or stained and all those good things. So the other element is, is, you know, after you take them on and you're putting them on the right brand, you're doing the design, you're doing that. You know, if it's a renovation, you have somebody going out there with the as built to do the drawings of what their existing kitchen is and all that fun stuff you end up getting to the point where they need cabinet or countertops. Mm-hmm. And, and and we have Stephanie here and you guys have been working together for quite a long time. So how how does that work? I mean, do you just send them over? Do you call Stephanie?
3: Uh, usually once we're done and the uh, with the design of the kitchen and we have the full layout, the client completely understands what they're purchasing or you know what they're about to purchase. Right. Then what we do is we send a countertop drawing layout to Stephanie and to her company for them to quote on the uh, samples that the client has picked out with us when we're doing the color scheme. Uh, and then Stephanie will send us her quote back and we give it to the clients. And she always quotes it with uh, material and labor included in one. Then the client will purchase it. And once we're ready for a template, I inform them and they put them on the schedule. And uh, Stephanie sends them out for a templating and then install.
1: So Stephanie, you've been with RMG or Ramos Marble and Granite for, for how many years? 15. 15. And I think the business is over. Well, I know my father, Ramos Marble and Granite is my brother's business. Yes. It's, it's, it was founded by my brother, John Ramos and Vincent Ramos. And my dad had started this type of business um, back in 1958. So mm-hmm. I don't know how many years that is, but. But um, it's quite a long time—60 years. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. I haven't even thought about that. So we should have some sort of reunion. But yeah, so you've been there for quite a long time, and I know you've worked in multiple areas of the business. Mm-hmm. You're a pretty key f- key facet of the company. You should probably ask for a raise. <laughs> do, do that on Monday.
2: I think I will. Yeah. Okay. I think I will. So
1: I, th- I, I think this will play. It this right will play. Now. Yeah. So <laughs> so so on Monday, you know, my brothers will be happy, and um, they'll, uh-huh. they'll embrace me um, on Monday evening. So uh, So tell us a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis.
2: Well, as part of the sales team, we get, say, Angela's customers come in. Um, with Natural Stone, we encourage them to see the entire slab because you'll have movement,
3: For
1: sure, color yeah.
2: variations, bring in your cabinet color, bring in a piece of tile. If paint's part of the picture, do that. And that also helps us guide you and say, Oh, you know, these colors are going to work with it. Can you picture that on our um, website? We can put a cabinet color with a uh, color that we have in stock in the yard. And so you can really visualize what's right. going on. So it's, it's very important that you see the entire slab.
1: I mean, what's amazing is, is that people like even with their inspiration photos, you know, it, there's so much of a selection and it's so important to not overwhelm the client. Because um, you really don't know to overwhelm what you're what you're getting when they walk in, right? So mm-hmm. somebody may be great at making a decision, and somebody may may need a lot of support. So you, you guys have several designers there that are very experienced. Um, we
2: do, and uh, which is part of the reason why we had the website. We some of these um, things like house and um, other websites right. and apps are helpful too because you get all these visuals in your head about what you want. And there's so many options that you didn't have before, you know, and you got to see if that white kitchen is actually going to fit in that rustic house, you know, or so that's why we asked them to bring in all that other material as well. And just kind of visualize Angela goes to the house. So she has a better idea when she comes over with her client, what will work within that, you know, they might pick out this white marble, but, it doesn't fit with the scheme of the rest of the house or what she's doing with the cabinetry and the tile, you know, so they've just seen something and it doesn't actually, Angela, do fit. they
1: ever change? Like what, like if you, if you're, if you've done the design, you've done the intake and you know, the as built and the whole nine yards and then, you've you've kind of landed on a few colors or maybe one and then they come back from the granite yard at Ramos Marlboro, Granite walking through i think it's like 30 some thousand square feet over at RMG mm-hmm. and um they come back with something completely different oh
3: yeah happens happens a lot <laughs> and then
1: you just scratch your head you're like yeah. okay how do i solve actually, this
3: actually no i love it when clients do that because so many clients come in and they want they want a whole new kitchen right like, but they're so afraid to go outside of that beige or white box, right? And even when we're designing, seven with shades them, of brown, yes, like the show, yes, and gray. And but I think there's now seven shades was, what, of white 15, and, yeah. and gray, <laughs> and you know, and it's not that gray. I want this gray, you know. So um, they they're always afraid to go out of that safe zone. Right. And then once they go to see the slabs, they'll see them, and the the granite slabs are like pieces of art, right? And that that when they see, I mean, it's absolutely it's like it buying jewelry. It I mean, is. It's like and going to
1: s- a ju- jeweler and b- picking a stone.
3: Yes. And when they see it, they'll fall in love with that slab. And then they'll say, we saw Stephanie at Ramos and this is what we chose. It's so gorgeous. And I do. I'll go back and change things and adjust for that slab. A lot of times we have a client um, who recently changed their they did one on the outside. But then when they went to go see Stephanie, they fell in love with the slab for their island. And um, now they're doing that, and I just showed another client the same color scheme, and the client fell in love with it. The, and they're like, "I want that same exact color scheme." And it's completely out of the beige and gray and white box. We're doing turquoise cabinets with, uh, or this really great piece of marble or granite, and uh, the two of them just accent each other. And I love that clients are starting to find that marble and personalizing their space for them, and they're living in their kitchen for them. You know the biggest mistake I see consumers do is when they play it safe to for the next owner. It's like you're living in the house, right. enjoy it. Right.
1: I mean, do people come to you, Stephanie? Do they have a budget, or it's almost like let's go look, look Be- and pick the? I mean, what's what's it's it's the cart before the horse. You, you know what I'm getting to? Like for example, right. do you say, hey, let me narrow your design ideas based on your budget, or is typically like let's go look in the yard and then we'll find the the one that we won and then we'll get you the price
2: a lot of times like with working with gulf towel they'll they'll have a price for them and so they have several options they'll come to see that particular one that they chose in their showroom but then they'll have several options in there it's like oh i would say 50 percent of the time they'll change their mind Mm -hmm. right and
1: i mean but you guys have it because we have some samples you know from rmg in our office and I know that they're in categories, you know, mm-hmm. or if you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, I mean, for the most part, the granite industry, the hard surface has done right. a really good job of putting in categories So, so it's not just good, better, best. So it's like good, good, good slash better, you know, well, better and then better, you know, so. And all so, of
2: them basically are the same quality. The, right. Uh, the level ones and twos are just more consistent materials that you'll see over the time that just really haven't changed they're more available on the market and then the blues and the whites not you know more in demand a little harder to get so the price will go up on that but
1: so like the man-made stuff like the Mm quartz, and and more and more designers are, are wanting wanting more of that consistent look what do you think is driving that
2: i think it's the fact that everybody wants marble for their kitchen but they don't want the etching and the staining and right. the scratching that goes with that marble, that lovely patina that'll happen over time. Yeah.
1: All well, the rings and the right worry about whether it's soap or wine or butter or right. all the things that yeah.
2: you use in your kitchen, right. the acids, the vinegars, the wines, the tomatoes that will etch it. So the, the, uh, quartz industry's done a really good job of trying to duplicate what that marble looks like. I don't think you can still ever get that true beauty, but you can get the basic, Look, that you're going for without all that going on.
1: And some of the quartz stones are as expensive as marble, right?
2: If not more.
1: Yeah. So, if not, is it just more. the brand? I mean, did, no.
2: I think it's just the process that takes because it's mostly a natural product. It's got the quartz in there, so to right. process that to get it so white, and then to do the other process to get that veining in is right. very time-consuming. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we, we were at the um, kitchen and bath show, and, and in this past uh, month or so, and a lot of the the stone vendors, which typically were the you know the quartz. You know the man-made mm-hmm. big brands out there. Um, they had huge slabs. It was pretty amazing. You know how 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 advanced it has come right. over they the years. started
2: doing the jumbo slabs because with the large islands, you really couldn't get those out of quartz without seaming. But now, you know, you can get them up to one hundred and thirty-five inches.
1: You know, so. years ago when you guys started, um, you know, one of the interesting things is is like the, the number one thing that was mentioned in a real estate listing was, you know, granite counters, mm-hmm. you know? So it was never like, you know, wood cabinets. You're like, "Okay, what else is the is their cabinets made out of, you know?" So it was always like, you know, granite countertops. And um my wife and I moved quite a bit, as a lot of the listeners know I've mentioned, but um, you know, you see granite countertops everywhere and you're like, "Oh, that's the house to buy." So so anyway, we'll be back after a few messages. This is James Ramos with Move With Me Radio. Follow me at jamesramos.com. back with the Move With Me radio show. This is James Ramos. I'm here with Stephanie Stein from Ramos Marbone and Granite and Angela Holloway with Goff Towel and Cabinetry. So we were uh, before the news break, we were talking about Stone and, and uh, how important it was for the last 20 some odd years in homes and, and it was like the most labeled information and a house description and MLS and Zillow and Trulia and stuff in it and it still is you know, mm-hmm. Stephanie. So Ramos Marble and Granite has become the premier natural stone and tile company in the Tampa Bay area. It was founded by two brothers, John and Vincent Ramos. And I was wrong about 1958. It was, it was started in 1956. Patriarch Will Ramos, which was also my father was, has founded and he was the CEO of the largest tile and marble conglomerate in the Southeast U.S. Working with John and Vincent, Stephanie, how how is it? Know John it's, played baseball, so he's- It is, everything's a, you know, a baseball analogy. And it, everything's which, a baseball analogy. Yeah. My brother went to Stanford and ended up playing in the major leagues with the Yankees for years. And then Vincent is uh, my my second oldest brother, so mm-hmm. he's an incredible, when I say craftsman, he's the guy that could figure anything out, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and he leads most of the operations.
2: Yes, all the installs, the shop works with the scheduling of all the jobs and you know helps us with the commercial projects as well
1: yeah i mean you guys have a lot of talent in the organization
2: yeah we've got people that have been there a long time gail grafton who works with our builders our custom homes and she's been there 20 years since the beginning with john and vincent and it was just a little shop on the other side of the street there
1: you know there's more and more with anything you know as the market becomes better and um the demand becomes higher there's more and more supply of companies hanging their shingle and competing in the arenas that that we the three of Mm -hmm. us compete in and um a lot of times people forget you know why certain businesses have have been around so long you know but when you think about it if you're buying stone and those slabs are expensive like, like five to how much is a typical slab? What's the range?
2: Oh, gosh. It can range anywhere from 500 to $5,000 yeah. or more. You know, you just... And,
1: right. And having fabricators that aren't, you know, it's, it's a true yeah. difference between having quality fabricators that understand how to mm-hmm. cut and book match. A lot of times, you know, you want the backsplash to sort of come together with... With um, you know, your countertop, right. and then if you laminate the pieces, so if you wanted a six centimeter piece, which you know, getting two, three centimeters and com- combining them together, if they're not book matched correctly, you know, it takes a lot of talent.
2: You have to find um, the right slab. Yeah. You have to find the right person to cut the slab. More and more, with the islands getting bigger and bigger, we find ourselves using two slabs for an island, so you get that great book match where the. The whole thing just flows out like I, I can't even describe it like a river on each side right. you know it just
1: that's the scariest thing right Angela when you have when you design an island and it has um, it's too big for one slab
3: mm-hmm. it is you know, your
1: biggest concern is, is is the stone that they pick because if it doesn't f- you know if it's not fluid it'll look like you know was kind of mix matched and put together like a jigsaw.
3: Oh absolutely, especially since the island is this the focal point at the kitchen majority of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing the large big islands, it is a focal point. So trying to do it in one slab or getting that seam line perfect is is very imperative in creating the perfect design. And it's it's a lot of pressure on, on Ramos's end when they do the installs and cutting of it because it is such a strong focal point in
2: the room. And the waterfall edges that are people, people are doing now, so it really is a statement when you walk in there. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, so for the listeners out there, when Stephanie's mentioning the waterfall edge, so basically envision putting a countertop on the side of your cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than having the side of your, of your cabinet, you know, the end of your kitchen or the end of your island uh, wood, which is the standard? You would have the stone mitered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, goes drop down to the floor, which looks fantastic. Um, I saw some of the designs that Angela has has created, and having the, you know, the waterfall that you know the edge is mitered and it goes down to the floor. It's pretty fantastic, and mm-hmm. it does look rich. I mean, it really does, you know, it, you know, makes the kitchen pop.
2: Right, and that's when you like to have that statement piece of granite, you know.
1: So I wanted to move to you know the DIYers out there. So the do-it-yourselfers. So a lot of people, um, you know, they have the time and whether they have the money or not. The point is, is that a lot of people, regardless of how, um, you know, uh, you know h- how many advantages they have as far as you know the, the money, you know, mm-hmm. some people are just hell bent on doing it themselves. You know, so what do you recommend as far as Angela starting from a you know kitchen and bath? Um, design when people say hey I'm just going to try to parcel it out myself you know maybe go here go there Mm -hmm. and then and then manage it like what what is your first piece of advice
3: first piece of advice when you're doing it yourself invest in a good quality cabinet that is constructed properly a lot of people will go to these places where it has the cabinets that you that are in a box that you have to build yourself box yeah and IKEA. Yeah, I mean, like right. When you start, you buying... need a PhD
1: to put together. Yes, a...
3: and if you don't, I bought a it...
1: desk for my daughter a while back, and I had one of our best trim carpenters um, help me put it together. And after eight hours, I mean, this guy can like do spiral staircases with his eyes closed, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my God, this is the hardest thing." And yeah. I think I saved. You know, I bought the desk for like under a hundred dollars. It was like a over a little bit over a hundred, something like that. And I think when I paid him for the amount of hours that it took, I could have just bought like, you know, a desk at...
3: The one that's already put nice together. Desk. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: A restoration hardware. I mean, it yes, would have been like delivered, it. you know, white glove and the whole nine yards. Right. Even. Yes. But, so but, but that, I'm that's sorry the for interrupting. biggest mistake yeah. is is, the,
3: is people who, when they want to do it themselves, they're like, oh, let me go get that really inexpensive cabinets that are in a box, but they don't realize... Right the hours it takes to put those cabinets together. Plus, if you don't put them together, it can create a chain reaction in the whole construction process. If your cabinets aren't square, then your cabinets may not fit wall to wall. When you put your countertops on, especially if you hire someone for the quartz and the stone, the weight of the cabinets, will they collapse underneath it? You know, Are they gonna be strong enough? So when you're doing it yourself, take the time and the money and invest in a good quality construction cabinet, you know, like a plywood construction, because um, the the better the cabinet is constructed, the easier it will be for a person to install it. Um, if you don't have hanging rails that are, co- are attached to the back of the cabinet um, with nothing but glue, you know, how long your wall cabinet is going to stay up on the wall, and once you put your dishes on there, you know, people don't think about that. They don't think that after they hang these cabinets, the construction of those cabinets are are important because they have to be able to hang on the wall plus hold the weight of your dishes. The last thing you want is for you, you to get this kitchen complete, put your dishes in, and the next thing you know, the cabinets are falling and your dishes are all broken. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be put in that position.
1: Well, I think one of the other pieces is is that if your if your you know sink faucet leaks or your
3: oh it, yes yeah
1: I mean. Or, you know, or if your disposal leaks, which it, it it happens and the base of your, you know, sink base is made out of, you know, balsa wood or some sort of particle board. I mean, the thing just absolutely blows up.
3: Oh, I absolutely. Mean, you'd have
1: to, you know, so a lot of times, you know, people do, you're right. I mean, they, they land on cabinets. They're like, oh, well, I'm going to put some great countertops on and, you know, the cabinets will just blend in. I and have,
3: I have clients who come yeah. in and they'll, they'll say, okay, we're ready to do our master bathroom. And this time we're going to hire you to do the whole thing because my husband went and he did the whole kitchen himself and it took three years to finally get it complete. And I was without a kitchen for three years. You know, I hear those type of stories consistently throughout my time in in business. Um, I know one family that um, is actually a friend of mine and the husband's, oh, no, I want to save on the budget, save on the budget. I'm going to do the kitchen, the whole remodel. I'm rerunning my plumbing, everything just to keep the they lived with one sink in their house with two kids <laughs> for 4 years. I'm laughing,
1: but it's sad, you know. I don't think that the average person realizes how many subcontractors are involved in a typical renovation. Right. You know, as it relates from demolition all the way to you know the vendors like the Fergusons of the World or wherever you buy your kitchen and you know mm-hmm. your your faucets and plumbing supplies to. Um, vendors like yourself um, at Golf Tile and Cabinetry and and um, the stone vendor. I mean, I don't think many people can do it yourself and cut a slab of stone. I mean, you need like the
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure people try. They they talk about it <laughs> when they come in, but I could
1: just do it myself. Why does it cost know, this can much? Can
2: I just pick it up? <laughs> can i borrow that that half a million dollar stone (laughs) machine that you got on the top of my car in the backyard (laughs) (laughs) for
1: a couple hours
2: and to angela's point about the installation too if as far as the countertops you you need a level surface to put that on to keep the um stone from cracking and things like that and it will delay your project if we get out there and the cabinets aren't level. We can't put the countertop for in sure. there. Or for you're sure. gonna have shims in there. So well, We're, we're a- gonna
1: break for a, a few messages here. We'll be right back for our last segment. We're back here. This is James Ramos with Move With Me Radio. You can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at JRTPA. I'm here with Stephanie Stein from Ramos Marble and Granite and Angela Holloway from Golf Talon Cabinetry. So Um, We've talked a lot about uh, different things from, you know, taking on clients, you know, giving them guidance as far as, you know, especially the the do-it-yourselfers. But I wanted to speak specifically on the trends. So, Angela, you know, let's start with you regarding the cabinet trends. I mean, what are you seeing more and more of your clients asking for?
3: We're getting a higher demand in the high-gloss paints, reds, blues, grays, whites, especially the high-gloss flat white uh, cabinet is really popular
1: so when you say high gloss that's like looking looking at it you can see your reflection I mean it's Mm -hmm. really glossy very glossy, very it's a very difficult process it is a painting process it is because it's a buffing uh, it's like a you know painting and buffing and painting and buffing it's multiple
3: it's several layers of of paint that go on there with a high gloss uh, finish Mm -hmm. Um, you'll see it a lot in the high-end New York City penthouses also, in Miami area, they they really like that streamlined, glossy effect to bring in more light, especially in New York City, because, you know, it's so dark in some of those penthouses with the limited lights from yeah. the buildings and all.
1: That's interesting. I never re- realized that that was probably the reason, right? It's bringing in more light?
3: It does. The, the, um, any type of glossy texture always reflects more light into the room.
1: It's, it seems cleaner, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you can easily, you know, mm-hmm. spray Windex on it, you right. know, and just... You know wipe it down
3: right you, it does seem that way you don't want to use you know anything abrasive obviously right. and they want no handles where they can do the touch latches where you just push on it and so that way everything is streamlined the other thing that's coming with that same streamlined look is work centers inside of cabinets where you can open up the double doors slide them back and in there you have a coffee center mm-hmm. you have a cooking center uh you have a bar sink And then you can close it and then you have this wall of cabinets that just and it hides the broken up and gives such a stream simple simplistic look to the and that's really trending and people are mixing the high gloss with the rustic textured melamines that look like wood they're mixing those with the islands they're also mixing the barn woods on the islands to give some texture into the rooms you know so there's there's a lot of fun effects that and textures that are coming into the cabinet industry.
0: Yeah,
1: there's more and more companies that are, you know, selling that reclaimed wood product, and you know, mm-hmm. in those, in those, I think there's one, there's a few in Tampa, mm-hmm. um, but but they also have like doorknobs and all types of nostalgic, you know, type things that people are trying to re- incorporate into, right. you, know, um, you know, industrial chic. We renovated um, Indigo downtown, um, the coffee bar, and it was like an industrial chic type. So mm-hmm. we, we got this, um, reclaim wood from some company out of Orlando, mm-hmm. but it was expensive, but it came out really nice. So it's like, you know, reclaim wood and glass and, you know, these stools that kind of pop out like the old ice cream parlors for, you know, children's stools, but the younger, the millennials, they love it you because oh, it's absolutely. real homey and, mm-hmm. um, and it just feels like, you know, something that you don't, you know, that you would see, you know, nostalgic times, you know, so. So it's interesting, but, but I do realize that the high gloss, whether it's, it's very hard, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so it's probably a lot of education as far as when people, when people show you that picture, I mean, are you telling them, Hey, this is
3: where the designer has to know what they're doing with the high gloss Mm -hmm. and especially the straight line look, because if you don't know how to design with that type of cabinet, you can break up the lines of that cabinet and make it look very busy. Usually the whole concept with the high gloss and uh, the flat panel door look. you want to keep your lines very simplistic. And that's what the whole concept is. You want to keep you want to keep them very lineal. Uh, you don't want to break them up too much. That's why you have to have the right cabinet brand because if you want a lot of drawers but you don't want all the broken lines within your cabinets on the face, then you can order a cabinet line that has the door that's all one piece and then when you open that door you can have a row of different drawers behind there so you can create a look but and a function and hide the functionality behind right. that certain look
1: right that's interesting are you recommending to your if people ask you to put wood faces or cabinet faces on the appliances these days
3: some people want the look of the appliances because now these appliances are coming out more and more as art pieces. Also, some people want that retro look. If you notice the retro appliances are starting to come in with the different colored refrigerators, right. the pinks, the mm-hmm. the turquoise, the aquas, you know, those are starting to come in and people are having fun with their appliances again so it depends i have a mix of people who want the panels on their refrigerators to hide them those are more in my traditionals and also my ultra contemporary kitchens Mm -hmm. Uh, they want to hide those appliances because either one they want that very simplistic look or they want the full cabinetry look those are the clients that do get the appliance panels but then i have the ones who want the more um, modern contemporary look but they also want to throw in a little bit of retro and uh, that's those are the kinds that I really love. I love those where they mix match the designs. But those retro, the new retro appliances that are coming out are really cool. Uh, but a lot of people are getting the more colored appliances too, too. They'll keep their cabinets white, but then they'll do the pops of color with their ranges or, or with their refrigerators too.
1: Yeah, I mean, are you getting are, are people asking you more about the technology in the kitchens? Uh, Cuz yeah. I was at the I was at Kitchen and Bath in the expo there in Orlando and I stopped at the Samsung appliance booth and they had this refrigerator that literally had like a camera inside the refrigerator just in case you didn't want to open the door mm-hmm. to see what's there, you know, or you can like look at it on your phone while you're at the grocery, you know, the supermarket. And then it had, you know, like note-taking and um, on this big, huge, it was like a big, huge iPad on the front of it. Um, and all types of, you know, calendars and things. It's, you know, you just scratch your head. You're like, is this something like, I mean, do you really want your, now that, you know, you can't even control some of these electronics, I can't even understand them. And then now, you know, just a basic refrigerator, you have to, you know, have a PhD in physics to understand it. <laughs> it's like crazy. you know.
3: Yes. Um, we get some of them. We have to be careful because we're also noticing the trend of the refrigerators getting taller. So we have to keep right. that in mind when we're right. designing our kitchens. Uh, I think one of the Samsung's refrigerators have gone up in height as well. But yes, the technology is um, it's out there. On the, and I'm not seeing the high demand of the technology in the appliances so much as I am seeing the look and incorporating the look. I'm also seeing technology in the cabinets, though. I am seeing people who want that automatic waste basket yeah. that they can just push with their knee and it opens up so they don't have to dirty their cabinet doors. I'm also getting a high trend of people asking for lights inside of their corner cabinets so they can see inside of their cabinets a little bit more. I'm seeing a lot more technology in that way, you know, sim- simplifying the under cabinet lighting so that way it's very seamless and almost invisible also lighting up the cabinets by using the ribbon lighting. But as far as the appliances, the high-tech refrigerators, I don't really see them too much. I think a lot of people think they're really cool.
1: There's like a wait and see to Yeah,
3: I I think a lot of people are really kind of holding back, you know, kind of like the, um, there's the, I always call it the Darth Vader finish, which is the black chrome. Uh, appliances instead of doing the um, stainless steel, it's like the black stainless yeah. steel look. I always refer to it as the Darth Vader look, yeah. and because uh, it's so cool, people were hesitant to get that, and now people are starting to get that finish more and more.
1: I'm just gonna wait until Amazon comes out with their fridge, and they should know when I run out of milk, yes. right? I mean, well, or I'm just gonna call them up and complain, you know? Hey, I ran out of milk. Why haven't you delivered new milk? You know, I, I love Frosted Flakes. You know, you should know because. I have the echo in my kitchen when I'm chomping on frosted flakes you should know how many chomps and you know how many bowls I make you know, so those are the types of technologies that and I'm hopeful that you know, can help Prime my life, you know,
3: Amazon Prime will instantly <laughs> bail you and send it to you. Then you'll be like, how did I get this charge? I, I got Google listening to my
1: family's <laughs> discussions. I got Echo. They should automatically, you know, have my daughter, you know, fill out the application for her and, you know, sign up for a college that she likes and all that good stuff. So all joking aside. So Stephanie trends. I, I know there's some cool trends going on in the stone world.
2: Mm hmm. Well, we're seeing more and more uh, requests for leather finishes. Leather. leather, that's cool. Yeah, it's got with the, stone.
1: That's that's amazing. With
2: stone, yeah, and matte finishes. Even the quartz uh, industry is going with some matte finishes on some products, and you can special order those. They take a couple extra. weeks. So matte is the
1: opposite, would be the antonym of, of glossy. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, just that flat finish. So i don't know what's driving that but i think that you know more and more people are doing outdoor spaces and things like that so we see that it has kind of that ties into that look gives it more earthy it does it does you know the outdoor grills and things people are doing outdoor kitchen spaces and those things are really getting sophisticated
1: well very cool well thank you ladies um here with Angela Holloway from Golf Tile and Cabinetry. Stephanie Stein with Ramos, Marble, and Granite. Um, You can find them at golftile.com or rmg-inc.com. RMG's phone number is 253-2620 and Golf Talent Cabinetry's phone number is 251-8807, area code 813 for both of them. My name is James Ramos. This is a, a great episode with Move With Me Radio, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Take care and have a great week.
0: Thanks for joining us today. If you missed all of the program or want to hear it again, listen to the podcast on JamesRamos.com or on YouTube at Ramos Media Network. See you next week with Ramos Design Build, Tampa Bay's premier real estate, design, build, and construction company.